0: Hi, I am Sarah Jean, and I am a lover of health and wellness, cats, and new adventures. Thank you for joining me on the journey as we discuss health and wellness-related topics. My hope is that you will feel equipped to take on the day-to-day with confidence and learn more about yourself in the process. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rise Above podcast. This is Sarah Jean here, and I am honored as can be to have the first ever guest, and also, this was somebody that I especially wanted on here because she's made such a big impact in my life, and I'm just, I'm just thrilled to have her here. Uh, we met at church back in 2012, in December, and my first impression of her was, wow, she doesn't like me, and <laughs> later we found out, yes, we do like each other, we're friends, and here we are eight years later almost. <laughs> Uh, she's lived here in sydney ohio for 10 years originally from tennessee is a phenomenal artist and also is really good at hand lettering something i am horrific at i have the worst handwriting ever (laughs) seriously though you don't have to shake your head it's true Uh, she has been to nepal and she loves sushi and sunflowers not sunflowers to eat but the flower itself. So uh, without further ado, I am honored to introduce to you my good friend, Jessica Scott. Hello. (laughs) Woo! Her first podcast ever. So (laughs) this is is fun. So it's her first podcast ever and my first podcast with someone as a guest. So there's a little bit
1: of nerves going on. Yeah, she's a little
0: nervous. And you know, this is, you know, she was the first one that came to my mind. I just really felt like this would be really good. You know, um, I love this. This is so cool because my dear friend Jessica has uh, something called Osteogenesis Imperfecta, and that is a mouthful, so we will call it OI for short. (laughs) And uh, Jessica is going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I have a list of some questions here, and she's just going to share her heart on it, uh, what it is, and what it looks like day to day, and other things like that. So without further ado... Um, Jessica, if you could kindly explain uh, to the audience here what OI is and how was it discovered.
1: Um, So yes, first we're gonna do a test, Sarah Jean, and I want you to try to spell osteogenesis imperfecta. (laughs) Well, osteo. (laughs) I'm gonna type. Does that count? Can (laughs) I type it? It counts.
0: Osteogenesis. Okay, it's O S T E O G E N E S I S.
1: Yep. And then imperfect. And then imperfect, and then a. Yes. Good job. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes Spelling. when I say that to people, um, they just again, like you said, mouthful, and it is. they're it's like, a big "What word. did you just say to me?" <laughs> and so I know it's a big word, but it's really not that hard to spell, actually. Yeah, anyway, I, it was. <laughs> I had to ask her multiple
0: times because I'm like, I cannot remember the name of this thing. So <laughs> it is. But now it I is know. like
1: a foreign word. Yes. Yeah. So. Um. Anyway, so for short, like you said, it's also called OI, and um. It's also a brittle bone disease, so that kind of brings understanding to it. So I break bones easily. Um, How many bones have you broken in your life? So growing up, my mom, well, not really growing up, but once I was a little grown up, (laughs) my mom would often say that I have had over 400 broken bones and fractures combined. Mm. Um, So that could look like hairline fractures. That could look like, like an actual break or in a fracture is just like a crack in your bone. So um, yeah, to combined I've had about 400 or more.
0: For some reason I thought it was 200, which that's substantial too, but that's just crazy. So like <laughs> technically you've it's almost double what the average amount of bones is in your body. Total. (laughs) So that's wild to me. Yeah, I've
1: broken my arms several times. I've broken my femur a few times. Both femurs. I've broken like the bottom of my leg. I have broken my um what do you call it? Collarbone. Um Oh that would hurt. Oh. Yeah, that was actually probably my least favorite because I couldn't even like lift my arm or anything. So Um, and just several other bones, and there's lots mm. of bones I haven't broken, too, so that's good.
0: <laughs> so did doctors discover it before you were born, or was it they noticed
1: symptoms and so tested So it was discovered when I was born. Um, when I was, sometimes people with OI, they're born with deformities because when you're growing. Um, so another, sorry, let me explain this, too. It's a collagen um Like something in your collagen is messed up pretty much Um, so it's genetic and it causes your bones to be weak um, because there's not enough collagen getting into your bones and so that's why some people have deformities because their bones are so soft as they're growing in the womb that they would have deformities but when i was born i did not have any deformities Um, so they didn't know anything about it when I was in the womb or even when I was first born. But when my doctor was examining my body, he felt crackling in my rib cage. And so that right away was a red flag of what's going on in her body. Fortunately, my doctor knew what OI was. And so he took me right away to get an x-ray and I also had a broken forearm. And so it's kind of funny to me. Um, in my baby book, my mom has the tiny little pink brace thing cast thing (laughs) in my baby book and it's the tiniest little thing for my arm so yeah that's cute so then
0: this would of course make your childhood a little bit different than the average joe so you know were you able to walk right away or was this just how how was childhood a little different than the average individual that doesn't have oi
1: Yeah, so it makes it a lot different. Um, I didn't walk, walk until, I don't know, I might have been about six years old. I did crawl on my knees a lot, um, or I was in a wheelchair a lot of the time growing up. Um, I would start to walk, but then I would fall and break something again. And so that always put me in a position of feeling left out a lot, actually, um, you know, I remember a specific time my dad was dating somebody and all of his um, kid or all of her kids, sorry, were climbing in a tree. And I specifically, and this is just something that like marked me, but I specifically remember, um, I couldn't play with them and I felt so left out and I was just like bawling because I'm like, I just can't even climb a tree. <laughs> so just things like that, like seeing all these kids do things I couldn't do was very difficult for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes me sad. <laughs> like, like I love, I love hearing of course more about you, but yeah. I-, I like learning new things yeah. about OI and how it's different cuz it's just not we take for granted so many things we take for granted the ability to walk and to think and reason and mm-hmm. and laugh and smile and see and, and so many things and i was thinking about that this morning even i have a um a little notebook that i write down five things i'm thankful for every day whether it's something super small or super super big um you know it could be something like I had a tough workout yesterday but I'm not sore or you know just saying oh I'm thankful that I can hear the birds chirping outside things like that so you know it's just a good reminder I think for all of us to just be in a season of in a continuous season of thankfulness and just being grateful for the little things because yeah. you know if we can you imagine if we didn't take time to be thankful and the next day everything that we didn't say that we were thankful for was gone yeah so just think that's a good reminder it's but.
1: True. I think even having a disability, um, you know, it puts you honestly in a perfect place to practice those things because you realize what you don't have. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it makes you more thankful for the things you do have. And I think as a child though, growing up, like definitely hard things and sad things happened, but at the same time, when you're a kid, that's all, you know, so I was born with it. So I don't, I didn't know any different. My body never knew anything different than what I had. So I kind of just dealt with it. I kind of just let it make me who I was instead of allowing it to dictate what I can't do. Now, as my teenage years came upon me, and we'll talk about that a little bit, um, it it definitely became harder to deal with. um, On top of the the hormones and everything (laughs) in between. Yes, and just high school and comparing myself. It was a really dark season mm-hmm. for sure. Well, that actually, um, is a perfect introduction for the next question. Oh, uh, what have
0: been the hardest parts about having a
1: Yeah. So and this
0: is whether it's just now the day to day or, yeah, or growing even up. then.
1: So I'll briefly just talk about when I was growing up and it's kind of hard to like, know, what all do I share and what, what do I not share? But, um, so when i was a teenager um i won't talk in depth about any of it but i ended up making a lot of choices that were not good in the party scene which sounds crazy um but i did and um a lot of it had to do with just comparison and i wanted to fit in and i was known as the girl in the wheelchair (laughs) for sure and um and so i just was so insecure so insecure And I remember always trying to hide my disability in any way I could. There was a time that I had to wear a back brace and I remember I did not want it. Like it gave me so much anxiety to wear it because I was already in a chair and the thought of having more hardware around me just like literally gave me death grip anxiety. I was like, I'm not doing it. And so I had a lot of fear of man and it dictated all of my decisions, what I did, um, so then you fast forward some years, and I gave my life to Christ. Officially, I'd say, when I was about 16 years old. Um, and I started coming to youth group here in Ohio. We moved to Ohio. And um, that just really changed my life. I started going to this youth group. I had an awesome youth pastor, and he really spoke so much truth into my life. Truth I've never heard before. Um, in the sense of just identity and realizing that my life has purpose with my disability and it has been a journey (laughs) like even to this day I'm 27 years old and I still am struggling with accepting my disability and so um, which is why I'm really excited to be here and talking about it because I I was just telling Sarah Jean that I feel like this is a stepping stone in my healing, a stepping stone into what God has for me next. Um, concerning my disability. Um. So, what was the question exactly? Um. <laughs> how, oh, <laughs> <I> deleted it. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um,
0: um. So I think it was more so, uh, like the difficult things today. Today. So yeah. So, so then
1: coming into today and how it's been difficult. The thing I've struggled with the most. And I'm gonna share this brief story because it was really recent. Um, I really struggle when people make comments and when they stare at me. Um, I have really struggled with a lot of anxiety about like getting out of my car and just simple things like that because people are gonna look at me and I'm gonna be noticed. And so that's another stepping stone of that healing that I really am expecting from God is like, I'm gonna be free. Who cares who looks at me, you know? And just accepting I am who I am. And anyway, Um, me and my friends, we went to Bob Evans here recently, and sometimes I have this fear that people are gonna, (laughs) because it's happened to me before, because I'm also very short. I am 4'7", and so... (laughs) Um, you know, so I get noticed in that aspect too. That That's mostly the reason why I'm more noticeable because I'm shorter. And so that causes people to kind of do a second look, you know? So sometimes people aren't really looking at me and they will accidentally give me the kids menu and then realize, oh man, I wasn't really looking and get all embarrassed. So I was like, oh, hopefully that doesn't happen. I go in, ends up being somebody I kind of know. And so I'm like, oh, man, good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, that's not going to happen. So we just move on. Then at the end of our meal, I go up and pay. And then um, right after I got done paying, this woman comes up and she said to me, and I'm just going to say one of the things she said, but she said very rudely, um, what are you, like three foot? And just said it in this tone of voice. And honestly, as a Christian, I definitely believe in the demonic as well. And so there's a scripture that talks about how we um, don't fight against uh, flesh and blood, but we fight against, you know, the principalities of darkness and things like that. And so I really feel like the enemy was working through this woman to discourage me and make me feel very belittled and um it just made me feel so insecure as soon as we went to the car i started crying (laughs) and it was just really hard to deal with it when that kind of stuff comes it's just like lord what do i do with this because it feels so heavy and it feels so dark and i hate when people are rude like that and again it's like how do i deal with it and honestly my very first time this was my very first time um sticking up for myself because usually i just smile and say oh yeah uh-huh yep that's that's all right and I just walk away and then that's and not even true and, and it's right and so I just was like actually it really hurts my feelings when you people tell me things like this and she just kept going on and on and on and I was just like well at least I said it right <laughs> and it wasn't a rude way but I feel like people need to know and another thing I was telling Sarah Jean is I feel like God is, like, wanting me to break that stigma of disability in our culture and even in church culture. And um, and to be, like, bold, like, that hurts my feelings. Like, it's okay to stand up for your feelings. It's okay to stand up for yourself. And, of course, still in a loving way to tell people when they're being like that. Like, hey, it's not okay to talk to somebody like that, actually, because sometimes people just don't know. Mm-hmm. They're not used to people with disabilities. Maybe she's never been... Like, around somebody with a disability, really. So it stands out to her, and I understand that. You know, if I see somebody with a disability, I'm curious, and Mm -hmm. I look. um, But I'm not going to make comments, because I know how it feels. But I think people just don't understand. And Mm -hmm. so how can I bring an understanding Mm -hmm. to people that don't understand? Because it's, you know, it's different.
0: And so I think when something just really is different from what we're used to, it's natural to just kind of look, you know, I think it's mostly out of curiosity and things like that. Um, yeah. but I you're only like 3 inches shorter than my grandma was, so I, <laughs> I didn't even like think about it. I know. <laughs> and funny. I didn't know I didn't want to just bring it up cuz you know, my mindset was I'm sure so many people ask, so I was like I'm just going to wait till she brings it up and then eventually it came up. So yes. it worked out. So, you know, it makes me I'm I'm curious on your end this, you know, is different for everybody, but um, you know, what how would you would you want people to ask you about OI or I mean, I'm sure if someone already knows that you have OI, yeah. Say how do I, you know, what do you do to like strengthen your bones or would you rather people just not ask about it?
1: I feel like I'm stuck in between both sometimes. I think tone of voice <laughs> Makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, tone of voice, for sure. How you ask it, like the way that lady approached it, definitely was not a great way to approach it. Um, I think, yeah, it depends on how you ask and, and sometimes in the timing that you ask as well. So if you're my friend, you know. You're a little more sensitive naturally to it, I think. Yeah, and again, I think that's my own insecurity and healing from it because I want to be in a place where people feel comfortable to say it. And I really don't mind talking about it if people are just actually curious and they're nice about it. Um, I've had people usually when I like the way they ask it, they might say something like, you know, hey, can I ask you like I can notice, there's something different about you. Can I ask why? Mm-hmm. And I love that because you're not. I and I understand where people are coming from. You know, like don't want to say the word disability. Mm-hmm. Don't want to say something's wrong with you. You know, mm-hmm. so I understand. There's so much awkwardness, and so I want to definitely help break that awkwardness. So when somebody asks in a kind way, I'm usually, oh no, it's totally fine. I don't want you to feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I try to make them feel comfortable. Um, in explaining it. Mm-hmm. I hope that answered your question. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then with
0: this kind of all ties in with it as well. Okay. All these questions just kind of lead one into the other um, regarding, you know, things people have said, mm-hmm. done, things you've noticed, things you've experienced, um, how you've renewed your identity over time. I know your self-esteem's probably kind of fluctuated here and then. So mm-hmm. how do you, um, just based on my experience being, you know, your friend for Seven and a half years. <laughs> Such a great, great experience. Uh, oh, being a friend, I'm honored. But um, thank you, I'm honored. You are a delight. I'm telling you what. If you're in the Sydney, Ohio area and you need a friend, <laughs> Jessica Scott is the one. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. I, get I all promise. These random friend. <laughs> <laughs> she's on. She's on Instagram, folks. <laughs> oh man. But um, so, how do you? I feel like compared to back when I first met you versus now, I feel mm-hmm. like your self-esteem is a lot higher. Mm-hmm. So what, you know, and you know, you don't necessarily have to have OI to have low yeah. self-esteem. I feel like everyone in different points of life will go through that based on mostly mm-hmm. how other people treat them, which is really sad. Yeah, it um, is sad. That I don't know why people decide to be mean. But as I said in the first um, podcast, hurt people truly do hurt people mm-hmm. sometimes. And sometimes it is intentionally and other times it's not. It's just a, a reaction from not being able to handle their own, their own things. Mm-hmm. So, um, how has your, what advice do you have for people who are struggling with low self-esteem and, mm-hmm. um, how did you walk through it? Like what, what helped you grow in self-esteem and just loving yourself more?
1: It's a good question. So yes. So let me explain something that has changed my life a lot. I, when you look in the mirror and you can ask yourself this, when you look in the mirror, what are the first things you say to yourself? And I would say that that shows your true heart of how you feel about yourself. Um, so I would look in the mirror and I automatically would talk about all the things I hated about myself. Um, i was super self-conscious, was super self-conscious about lots of areas of just my physical self and, um, you know, just lots of things. And so something that really changed my life and I don't want this to sound weird <laughs> at all to some of you because I know we're all in different places spiritually, or uncomfortable but i'm just going to share it because it's part of my story and it's my testimony and what has changed my life so i have to be honest (laughs) um i remember going to a um what's it called I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. In Kansas City, um, it's called One Thing. It's a conference. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Um, (laughs) Pat yourself on the back. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Well done. (laughs) Um, It's a conference (laughs) that they would do every year, and our youth group would go to it, and it's called One Thing, and it's with International House of Prayer. And there was a guy speaking at one point. He was talking about our bodies, actually. And he was talking about when we look in the mirror, are we building altars to demonic things? And, um, because if we say, I hate this about myself, what you're doing is the enemy says, you know, I hate this about myself, you know, to say that, to believe that. And then you repeat it and you believe what the enemy says, because God doesn't say any of those things. He says that we're made in his image and that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And so when we're saying those opposite things, those are lies. And so they're gonna be from the enemy. And so then I was thinking, I am building altars to de- demons in my mirror, you know? And it, honestly, it changed my life um, because I'm like, I don't want the enemy to have room. And so I started writing scripture on my mirror and just truth. So I wrote, you're beautiful. I wrote, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I just wrote it with Sharpie, you know? So every time I looked at myself in the mirror and I didn't believe it at first, but instead of saying those things I didn't like, I would repeat those truths about myself. And over time, those truths went deep into my heart and I'm like, yeah, I am who God says I am. And of course I still struggle with certain things, but I would say that that's my foundation now. And so I don't just fall into the insecurity right away in that personal, you know, looking at myself in the mirror. And I'm, again, still um, expecting a lot of healing in my life um, just not just physically but um just mentally and the idea of like I said I struggle getting out of the car sometimes when I go to Walmart um I remember with Sarah Jean she asked me to pick up a pizza one time and I was like I was feeling super insecure and I'm like I just don't want to go inside because I knew people are going to stare at me <laughs> and just like it, and I need to just I want to be in a place where I don't care what people think anymore and so that's just my struggle though is again I t- shared a little bit when I was younger, I really struggled with fear of man. And so I feel like God has definitely um, healed me in a lot of ways, but I'm still walking in that healing. And
0: kind of go off of what you said. I think it's so easy. I, cause I have definitely done this before and I know a lot of us have, if we mess up just slightly, it's so easy to be like, Oh, come on. Like what's wrong with you? And like, mm-hmm. you kind of joke about it. Um, and just simple things like all. I don't know, rip something in half <laughs> on accident because I'm I can be a little clumsy, but yeah, <laughs> not just be like Sarah Jean, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And just the little things like that. It's mm-hmm. like it's like filling up a a jar with rocks. I guess we'll use rocks. I was gonna use the picture of candy, but candy's great. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you know causing potential tooth decay but anyhow little if we skills. yeah a little jar of skittles i used to <laughs> like skittles and i'm not a fan anymore it's a little too much for me but sugary so say you have like a little jar and every time you say something negative you know you add a rock then you add another rock and before you know it, it's all filled up and then, you know, the tiniest little crystals are sand. So imagine filling that up with sand and it gets super heavy and it, it's not very appealing and it's messy. So if you dumped it out, it'd be a hot mess and it's like <laughs> overflowing and then there's all the sand and all these rocks everywhere. But, you know, if you, you know, instead when you're speaking kindness to yourself, you now add a little bit of water in a cup. And then you can drink that down. So, <laughs> and then it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very re- it's it's so rare to speak life into your spell, in your spell, in yourself, <laughs> and and all of that. And I just. You know, when I was in, oh, 8th, ninth grade, I was really struggling with self-esteem and body image and all of that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as so many of us have gone through it at some point in our life, and mm-hmm. one thing that really helped me was every single day, I would not allow myself to point out something negative, but I would point out one thing every day that I liked about myself. Mm-hmm. And I really like my eyes, and, um, you know, I just... I've always really liked my eyes and you know it just reminds me of my mom and all of that and so you know I would just remind myself it for five day, five to seven days I was just like all right the one thing I like I like my eyes and then when you start to appreciate the little things like that you begin to start appreciating other things about yourself and then it's more than just appearances you know it turns into I really like that you know, I can. I have a funny laugh, which I have. A, I have a cackle. <laughs> Jessica always cracks up when I laugh, and I remember when we would, we get going. Yes, when, <laughs> when we were in the beginning stages of our friendship, almost every single time we hung out, I would say something just what I normally say, and she'd giggle, and she'd say, you're so funny, and it just, (laughs) it pumped me up, I loved it, you know what I'm talking about, I run it up to, she's like, have I said it that much, yes, yes, you have,
1: that's great,
0: that's a pivotal point, I'm glad encouraged you, I know, I'm like, this is revving me up,
1: I I think I like to be called funny too, it's a good comment. you're like,
0: I just want to keep being me, (laughs) but anyhow, you know, so, you know, words really... This is actually a lyric from one of my favorite rappers, NF. He says, "Your mind is, is a powerful place, and it really, really is. You know, what you think about yourself is going to reflect, and you know, and what you say to yourself will reflect in what you say to others and about others. You know, when you talk about other people, because it happens, are you lifting them up or are you tearing them down? Mm-hmm. And what you say about other people, you know, really does show how you feel about yourself. Yeah. So." you know, even things you think about other people, because it's so quick to go somewhere and judge someone because their hair's disheveled or in sweatpants, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. You so, know their story. Right. You don't know their story. You don't know if they're, you know, recovering from a surgery, things like that. Like uh, one thing I have posted before, um, you know, just talking about, you know, judging other people and mm-hmm. their appearances, you know, if You know, for me, for example, (laughs) I wasn't planning on talking about this. I obviously have thicker thighs. You know, you guys can see it on Instagram. I just do. And, you know, there have been moments where, you know, I can't wear shorts. They have to be very specific shorts. They have to be made a certain way or else I literally get blisters. And it's very, very painful. And it's come Mm -hmm. to the point where, you know, there was summers growing up where i would just wear jeans and i'm from arkansas and so there's extreme humidity it's so high you're Mm -hmm. sweating all the time and it was embarrassing because i'm like i'm the girl with the really pasty white legs because (laughs) i don't want to get blisters and so you know things like that so that's something that i've just always had and Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 very very painful and it's like people don't see it necessarily um because you know we critique ourselves more than anybody else will and we spend so much time looking at ourselves and trying to find little things like I remember um, in high school I would help uh, sing at church and um, my brother with his kindness he was just super supportive (laughs) he was super supportive that I'd go up and sing and one time he did videotape me and he put on YouTube he was so proud (laughs) and you know I listened to it the first time I was like all right that's not too bad, (laughs) you know? And then I would keep listening to it over and over and then really listen to it. And then I would just like nitpick myself just every slight Mm -hmm. little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I used to thrive off of people commenting, complimenting me mm-hmm. and and that's you know my mindset and that was awful it wasn't you know it took the focus off Jesus and focused on ooh how can I sound good for the Lord mm-hmm. and now I'm just honored to not have my voice crack at church you know like I don't like I don't mind it when people compliment me but it makes me feel weird because <laughs> I'm like I don't want people to focus on like you. on me at yeah. all I don't want to be noticed mm-hmm. and naturally if you're up on a stage people will stare at you and watch you and all of that but you know that's just how it is but you know we we all have like little things that maybe other people don't notice um, for example like, you know, someone you really admire, like, dang, they're, they look great. You know, for some people, it's like, that guy is ripped. He really <laughs> takes care of himself. But there might be, there's, there will be something that he doesn't like about himself. And sometimes mm-hmm. the thing that you appreciate the most about somebody on their physical appearance is a thing that they, they don't even like. Yeah. So that's what they spend the most time focusing on and trying to change. And, you know, mm-hmm. we just, we don't realize it unless they actually... You know, tell us, of course, but yeah. the average Joe probably wouldn't.
1: I think, too, that our society tries to define what beauty is, mm-hmm. and we get so wrapped up in that, and so if we're not like that, then we think something's wrong with us, and I think that's another lie from the enemy, for sure. Something I've been doing that has really encouraged me um, is on my social media. I have purposely followed people um that i look up to a lot that have disabilities so i've been following this one woman named um johnny erickson tata <laughs> it's a mouthful it's a mouthful of a last name and it's taken me a very long time to spell it or sp- well, spell it and say it. i can't spell it at all um, <laughs> but she is a quadriplegic actually she broke her neck and she was a swimmer and she broke her neck when she was very young and now she has an, an amazing ministry And there's another woman I follow, and she had a stroke. Um, And, you know, physically, there are differences in their body now. Things that society might say you know, I don't want to look like that. And the aspect of, you know, the toll it's had on their bodies. Um, They've lost muscle in certain areas or, um, you know, I know the one woman, her face is a little droopy, you know, because of her stroke. And those are big things that she could just be so insecure about. And she may struggle, but she has allowed it to be like her testimony in part, and part, she, she talked, yeah. And I see so much beauty in them, so much strength, so much courage to talk about it, to just admit, like, hey, I know you see it, I see it too, mm-hmm. and that has something that has always helped me is to just speak about the elephant in the room mm-hmm. and so a lot of times if I'm ever on stage or something like this is a big thing that's helped me I just say you know what I'm nervous I just want everybody <laughs> to know that I am feeling nervous so if I my arm is shaking like I'm aware you know I do that all <laughs> time. and it really it helps me to like oh, let the people get let you know to take their focus off my nervousness mm-hmm. That I'm aware of it, and it helps me to be more confident. I don't know of why, but for some reason, pointing out the elephant, I think because you're admitting it yourself, and you're not trying to like hide from it. And again, that's what I have done my entire life. You know, most of my teenage life and my young adult life is try to hide from my disability. How can I make it not obvious? How can I hide it, hide it in any way? But it has always made it worse. Mm-hmm. And anytime I have admitted it or talked about it. I have found more freedom because I'm speaking what it is. Like, it is what it is. Things just flow better. Yes. And, you know, there's going to be things about our bodies that aren't perfect to society, but we're still fearfully and wonderfully made. Who cares if you're a little crooked? Who cares if your thighs are a little bigger? You know what I mean? Like, we all are made in the image of God, and there's still beauty in those things. I've actually always really liked your legs, so. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I I I remember thinking she's great legs. I remember there's
0: this video. I'm sure it's somewhere if we really looked, but it was the slow mo video of me like trying to like spin around in my brother's room. It's so random. But she took a video of it, and she, like, slow mode it, and she's like, oh, my gosh, your legs are so toned and, and trim. And it I'm was like, me that what? took the video? Yes. <laughs> you were, like, raving about it, and you're like, you have fit legs. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's true. She <laughs> does. Because at that point, I w- I just ran around the neighborhood, and I was still as slow as can be. But <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> I just remember you just, like, really raving about it. And there was one day where I had my legs stretched out. This was actually fairly recently recently and you were like poking me to get my attention it just so happened to be in my quad and you're like oh my gosh so much muscle i'm like what are you talking about i was just i was just you know doing my thing and i didn't think twice about it (laughs) i love it that's great oh gosh but you know i think it's really important if you (laughs) i try to be really adamant about this like if you think you know someone is doing something just that just really makes you smile like you know it's it sounds so cheesy, but seriously, it's a small small thing that it makes a huge difference. like you know, if somebody opens the door for you, tell them thank you
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, because that's very thoughtful of them and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, also, like if somebody just has a really good smile, just say, you have an awesome smile and of course, you know, Society has skewed that, and at least up here in the north, it, it's different down south. I think um, people are just, you know, they. I feel like people compliment each other, and people don't think anything of it as much. Up north, if you compliment someone, sometimes they think you're interested in them. And I'm just like I'm just telling you that your shirt looks really crisp and nice. And
1: <laughs> you have nice. You shoes. styled
0: yourself well today. So. You
1: have great teeth. <laughs> I mean, I'm just pointing it out.
0: So it's it's more so important. Like it's it's so so simple to just encourage somebody, yes. and it doesn't have to be appearance based. Like if somebody, you know, just brings you joy, just say, you know what, you really you really put a smile on my your on your face on my face. Um,
1: <laughs> you really put a smile. On your face.
0: You know, there was someone I told the other day. I was like, you know. No, you're just making me feel like a million bucks you just the second you walk in the room there's just something different about you you bring so much joy you're like this person I can I cannot remember when I said this but seriously I was like when this person walks in the room it's like their intention is to encourage you and bring you joy and Mm -hmm. make your day just a little bit better Mm -hmm. and even today at work you know someone was walking I work at a bank and so they were walking through to go to the ATM and when they came back you know of course I I didn't have anybody at my desk, so I, you know, wished for them to have a good day, and he just stopped, and he was like, you have such a nice smile, and he was just going on and on, and and I could tell, you know, it was just completely, to be complimentary, and it was just really sweet and special Mm -hmm. that he he literally stopped, because, you know, he kind of looked like he was kind of hustling along, like he had somewhere to go, Mm -hmm. but he just stopped everything he was doing just to encourage me, and, you know, we're in such a rushed society here in America that we lose sight of what actually matters. Yeah.
1: You're like that, Sarah Jean. Oh. You're constantly encouraging. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh, it's gosh. so true. She is always I, one of my favorite things. She says is you're a <laughs> you're a hoot and a half. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay, I do say that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and she's just always pointing out like I really appreciate you, or you're just oh. great. Oh and my gosh! At least as soon as she sees you, and I'm just like, oh man, I just feel so wow. you by just Buttered me up. Or just a big butterball of encouragement. Oh, gosh. Here. Throw that on some popcorn and you're golden. <laughs> <laughs> so the it'd have to be, have to be uh, pop popcorn. That's golden, right. So
0: oh, And Jessica really likes salt.
1: Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I hate, t- thanks, hate still salt. I do not like
0: putting salt on things at all. It's so true. Literally we'll any we cooking together. Yes. And she's
1: like giving me the stink eye as I like, have oh, the salt like, let's shaker. just put a little salt on here and, and just dumps th- it. I'll throw more later when she's not looking. Are
0: you serious? I can't with you. What what else do you want to admit to me? (laughs) My gosh. That's so funny. I do have a story that's totally unrelated to this topic, but it has to do with salt. So (laughs) my husband, Derek, and I, my, my hometown's in Arkansas, and so I really wanted him. He had never been. And so we decided to take a little road trip down there, visit my dad, and just kind of show him around, you know, things that were monumental to me growing up and there was one morning that you know i had gotten up ran downstairs because i'm definitely a morning person and he is not and i was like you know what i think he's still asleep so i'm gonna make him breakfast <laughs> and like and i'm so excited so i made him eggs and i remember him really raving about that he loved salt and so I, have i told you this no. oh my gosh so i went and took the salt shaker and you know just started like just gently shaking it over the salt or over the salt over the eggs <laughs> soon to be just salt the lid comes off, it dumps everywhere, and I literally just put the lid back on, I looked at it, and it's like a little, you know, Arctic, salt. you know, covering over his eggs, and I looked at it, and I was like, well, he said he likes salt, and he graciously ate them all. Oh, man. But, <laughs> but he was not was happy there. with it, he was like, this, and this was pretty early on in our relationship. That's <laughs> and when And he was like, yeah,
1: those were, uh... He didn't get salty salty with you.
0: No, he didn't.
1: <laughs> he was like, those were, uh... Some salty eggs. And I was like, well, I thought you liked salt. But something else Sarah Dean (laughs) used to always do whenever I would spend the night with her when we were young. Younger. (laughs) Younger. And um, I would, every morning, she'd be out of bed already. (laughs) Cooking breakfast, I'd wake up like staggering into the That's dining true. room and she's all over. Hairs all just showing. And she has like this fancy breakfast, and <laughs> I'm always, I was always like, Sarah Jean, I promise this is not wise, but then I spend the night with you, this every time. She kept coming back though. <laughs> she'd
0: spend the night with me and I'd still be sleeping and she'd be awake. I've up, read, I'm up, read five chapters of a book. <laughs> yeah, she's yoga. a morning person for sure. <laughs> I am so. not a night person, I am definitely a grandma. I. It's just really funny. We'll have game nights. That's something that we all really like in our little friend group. We love board games and, and all of that. And I remember we have a friend named Ryan. And there are some moments where he'll either say, are you, are you doing okay? And it's like 10. And it's just like really pushing it for me. Or, you know, we'll make it through and it's time to leave. And he'll come up to me and he's <laughs> he's like, you he did really well.
1: <laughs> like Good job. That's hilarious. He doesn't. Do 2 Oh, well when he's tired. He turns <laughs> to another person. Oh, but in a good way. And yes. a very funny person. Um,
0: so, oh, gosh. So, <laughs> to go back on topic here, just real quick, last question here. So, what advice um, would you give somebody that, you know, is listening that might have a rare condition or a disability or something that's just strikingly different than what's considered quote unquote normal, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, uh, for the human body? And, you know, you know what would you what advice would you give them
1: i would say strive to accept and not live in denial of what you have because you have what you have it's there you're not going to change it and so when you live in denial of it then you're just ignoring the facts and that's not healthy at all and that's going to keep you in a lot of insecurity and so just to, again going back to that admitting it and just Speaking to the elephant in the room and being like, This is what I have. And letting it not define you in a way of, I hate this about me, but letting it be a stepping stone of what can I do with it? How can I empower others with it? What can I do um, to use for good with it? And because there, you know, God does not make mistakes. And we can get into a theological debate or discussion or whatever about. You know, does he allow disabilities and so forth? And you know, I really believe that he does allow things. Um, and we live in a sinful fallen world. And so there is um, disease, there is sickness. And so, you know, I believe that the Lord has allowed it in my life. And I definitely feel like, cause he also says that he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose and that he has used it for good in my life for sure it has kept me kept me it is (laughs) trying to be serious um it has (laughs) kept me from a lot of things in a good way like a lot of decisions that wouldn't be healthy as well um it has protected me actually it has made me to the person i am today it's encouraged other people Mm -hmm. um and so yeah i would say to not be in denial and just be like hey it is what i have so um also sarah (laughs) dean i want to ask you (laughs) i was not expecting I know she wasn't no this is my podcast now and i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm taking it over i'm taking it over But, but i just thought this would be a great ending um how would you say having a friend with a disability has helped change your perspective on disability um and what would you say about having somebody in your life about disability? What has that, how has that helped shape who you are? Well,
0: I have a couple individuals in my family who, one of them thankfully did outgrow. Uh, I wouldn't say thankfully, but he, um, he really owned up to what he had. Um, I have a relative who had um, Asperger's and bipolar pretty severely, and so you know I you know, it was very difficult and I didn't know how to handle it and it wasn't really explained well to me that he had it. And so that was really difficult. And, you know, being, you know, I just, I didn't know what to do, but it ended up, I was like, huh, you know, it really was a good reminder that, you know, that no one's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone has weaknesses just as much as everyone has strengths. And so through that, I just really grew with having such a huge heart for somebody in anybody that had a disability of any kind mm-hmm. and so um, I was at, at the church that we were going to is a pretty large church and so there were two services and when I say it was a large church it was like 5,000 plus people <laughs> so big church it was known as Six Flags Over Jesus and it was huge and that was just on for um, like the main service there was 5,000 people not the other little side services and the youth and everything so huge church. And they had a room for kids and adults with special needs. So, you know, I worked in that. Um, I would go to one service. And then the second service, I would work in there and even help out. Uh, There was a summer camp in Mississippi uh, that my friend heard about. I think her cousin ran it. And so we were able to help out with that. And it's just always, it's been part of my life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a mental disability, physical disability. um, And so it's just really, it's been awesome uh, to be a part of that because it's like, you know, everyone is made, as Jessica was saying, just very uniquely and for a very specific purpose. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it life would be, it. I would not, because I don't have a disability. I don't think I can impact people in the way that Jessica can. Mm-hmm. And so, that's really it's just a good reminder of that as well. Like, we were made the way that we are for a very specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm honored <laughs> uh, to have Jessica in my life. And you know, I really just being her friend, like, I just, I don't see, I don't see her as having a disability. She's, you know, as I was saying, she's only, like, three inches shorter than my grandma was, so it doesn't, it doesn't, you know. Your grandma was so cute. She was the cutest thing ever. Oh, my gosh.
1: And anytime somebody's shorter, i like, I love it. I'm, like, just become
0: best friends, and I think, (laughs) I think that's part of why my grandpa just adores you so much, because you remind him of his wife, and it's just so cute, but, you know, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm honored that, you know, Jessica has allowed me to be part of her life. And, you know, I'm sure at some points it is hard. You know, I'm not the tallest person in the world. And, <laughs> you know, but that's all right. And I'm honored to help her. Like, if we go grocery shopping together, you, you know, reach the honey? reaching something from up high, like, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't
1: think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Just today she helped me hang things on my wall. Oh, yeah, we did that. I mean, I was doing it myself. And even a person without a disability, it can be hard to just navigate things on the wall Mm. by yourself. But granted, I'm also short and so it's so hard. I'm like climbing on my couch and, you know, I need to be careful because again, I break bones easily. Mm. So, you know, I need to also use wisdom when it Mm. comes to certain things like, okay, Jessica, time to ask for some help.
0: (laughs) And I think that's really important also for advice um, regarding someone with like a condition or a disability or, you know. Something that's just a little too, a little difficult, you know, a physical limitation, that would be mm-hmm. the best way I would describe that. Keep hitting that. Um, but is to being okay asking for help. Yes. And that's true of any, like, mental, um, um, what's the word? A mental ah! disability? Uh, not, like, depression, anxiety, um, working through that as well. Yeah. It's okay to, in, you know, to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, ask for guidance and direction and not everyone's going to have the right answers. Not everyone's going to help you a hundred percent perfectly, but the fir- that step of, you know, as Jessica was saying, you know, just accepting like, Hey, this is what I have. Um, but you know, I'm going to live my life to the fullest regardless of what's going on in my life. And so yeah. not yeah. allowing the things that you seem, you deem as negative to, limit you and what god can do in your life
1: yeah and i think advice i'd give to people that don't have a disability is that there is more to a person than what's on the outside Mm. um it's very easy for us in our society to look at the outside appearance of people but there's always so much more to people and i have to remind myself that because it might not just be a disability but it might be somebody's choices um it might be somebody's just wow they wear a lot of makeup or you know Whatever it might be, their hair's a little crazy, you know, we make so many judgments or, wow, they're dressing, you know, whatever. We just make judgments on outside appearance a lot and we forget that somebody always has a story. Mm -hmm. And so I think something I really appreciate too is when people aren't afraid to reach out and, you know, ask like, hey, what can I do? Or, you know, if I'm in a grocery store, if somebody's like, can I reach that for you and they see me struggling I don't mind that, like, please, because it's really awkward sometimes for me to ask for help because I have to ask for help like a lot sometimes, and so it gets overwhelming. And so when somebody reaches out to me, then that helps for sure.
0: That's also very selfless to ask for help. So because we oh, we of course you know it's good to want to do things on your own and try to figure it out on your own, you know, because we are given the ability to problem solve and you know things like that, but. You know, if it if things get too hard, it is it is a okay mm-hmm. to ask for help, and um, you know, because that's a, a learning moment for and a teaching moment for the individual that is helping you. Yeah. So okay. Jessica, thanks for being a part of this. This has been fun. Yeah, it's been all over the place. Fun. It like it was like going uphill. Like we were <laughs> staying on, you know, you know, on focus and everything, and then it you know, went downhill just a little, but we made it back up, so. Yes,
1: it's been good being here, and I hope that you guys feel encouraged. Yes. And empowered, um, through what we shared, so. Yes,
0: and if you have any questions at all, um, for Jessica or myself, um, on my, podcast it has my instagram handle and i will be happy to forward messages to jessica yeah please ask Um, questions and also on the description of this podcast i will put her instagram handle so if you have specific questions for her um or even just want to you know just tell her how impacted you were by what she said because she she's a powerful person i tell you what (laughs) oh go on (laughs) that's what she really means (laughs) please do reach out we i mean we would love to hear feedback um and then if there's something you would love to be discussed here you know this is supposed to be a safe place for people to come and you know share what's on their heart you know i would love to have you guys call in and be a part of my podcast i you know this isn't limited to just people in my little town and people I know personally, like I, I want you to be able to share pieces of your story, things that you've overcome, um, you, you know, small things, big things, you know, I want you to be a part of this. So, um, or even a specific topic you want discussed. Uh, if that's what's best for you, just let us know. We'd love to help you and we thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. Until next time.